What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev, gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to that Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew, don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. No, please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'ma send myself, no lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. What's up, Devin? Yo, what's going on, Dave? How you been, man? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I can't complain. It is uh, August 31st. It is the last day of August already. My goodness. This is crazy, bro. The, 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 this year is flying by. It's also been the roller coastering this year of all time. But let me say <laughs> something before we continue real quick. And... I, my parents listen to this podcast every once in a while. So tomorrow, September 1st, will be my parents' 30th anniversary. Hey. So, so shout out to the Muff fam. Hey, uh, for, shout out to that. them, man. Huge accomplishment. But, yeah, yeah, it, it has been an up and down year, but that's one of the bright spots of this year for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing, man. Well, listen, before we get too far into the podcast, let's give everybody a little update on our hip-hop contest. Uh, our hip-hop contest is brought to you by Forever Blessed. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Does that phrase ring a bell? Forever Blessed, F-R-V-R-B-L-S-D, isn't just a shirt, hoodie, hat, sweatshirt you wear. It is a brand with a purpose. It's a constant reminder that God has a plan for you and that you are forever blessed. Shop the collection with Forever Blessed at www. FRVRBLSD2911.com. Our this week's winner of the hip hop contest is Shando with his song All Glory. Dave, play that track. Uh, uh, yeah, I check in the balance. Prices go up, so I talk to a captain. Numbers is rising, can't pay with my talent. That drip running, not that boy needing the fountain. Faith of a seat, and I'm moving these mountains. Do all my thing, chuck a deuce, and I'm bouncing. Lyrics come easy, homeboy, it's astounding. I am so free, make it clearer than dancing. Is it dying? Watch by the blood, so I am so clean. I am so clean, am so clean man. I got the gleam. We all glowing up, and now look at the team. I'm capping on tracks, and y'all wasting my time. Nothing this yeah. handy was paying my fine. Made in this image, I'm one of a kind. You rapping so lazy, recycling lines. Cleaning the temple, renewing my mental. Say you blockbuster, so boy, you a rental. Dog, I'm just playing, don't get sentimental. But God had the plan, so it's not incidental. Alright, Devon. Shando, once again, second or third week in a row. Second week, the row, Second week in a row, Sando's the king of the hill. If you if you think you can take him down, send us an email. We'll we'll get you up there. It's a fan vote, so Dave and I don't have no say in what's going yeah. on. Absolutely, it's been such a fun contest. I'm super excited to have Forever Blessed on board as a as a sponsor for the contest. Uh, looking forward to our partnership, and really excited for the continuous uh, movement that we're seeing in the hip hop contest. We're getting tons of interactions. It's been super fun. Uh, Devon and I love hip hop, so this is uh, near and dear to our, our hearts. So, Devon, man, let's kick it off. This has been a um, this has been a sad weekend, uh, another sad weekend in 2020, uh, in terms of loss of life. Right, like we've had a ton of loss this year. Uh, I think specifically in the in the sports world, we've seen um, obviously Kobe um, pass away. Um, you know, several instances throughout our country that have, you know, been huge shockwaves. But yeah. uh, this weekend we saw the loss of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, if if you don't know who that is off the top of your head, if you haven't been, if you've been under a rock for the last three days, uh, he was a star of the 42 movie which, about Jackie Robinson. Um, he had roles such as James Brown. Um, then, you know, most recently, obviously, the the – mega movies of, of Marvel uh, as Black Panther. 
Devon, man, that's super, super sad loss uh, for, you know, those of us that, that have followed his work and love, you know, what he's done and um, those movies. What, what are your thoughts, man? Oh man. So when we came back, I got back home Saturday night and um, just checking Instagram I see Chadwick Boseman is trending. So I'm like, okay, what's what's going on? And so first thing I see is everyone sharing this post that he that he's died. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I had, I'm like, how did he die? Like, what, what happened? And it turns out that he had cancer for the last, uh, for the last couple of years. And uh, Dave, I was shook, man. I, I didn't, man. I, I think, I think because he played, he played roles that gave black folks dignity on the silver screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the most famous role that he played was in Black Panther. Okay. Where Wakanda is a, was, was a place that was far away. It was, you know, obviously it's just this imaginary place, but you know, it, and but everyone there was royalty. And if they mm-hmm. weren't royalty, they were treated like royalty. And you had his his family were they were scientists, they were smart, they were advanced, they were above everything else that was going on in the world, they were already ahead of it. Um and there everyone had respect. And for those two hours in that movie theater, you can just escape. And I, I mean, I, I know people like cringe, especially in Christian community, when you say like escape. But like, I, I mean, like escape from thinking about the problems of what's going on in the world around you. Is that you can just escape, and that you just for two hours you were a citizen of Wakanda. Yeah. And I saw the movie like two or three times in theaters, and so we just kept going back to Wakanda, and it was such a cool moment because. You would see other people, like I was working on a college campus at the time, and you, like other black kids, they would hold up Wakanda forever. And so, no matter where you're from, no matter what you do, you know, you throw up Wakanda, and that's something that we can all have in common with each other. And it was it, it was just a cool thing for a while. And I know he like he probably got tired of throwing up Wakanda forever to people, but it meant such a big deal because. I mean, Dave, we're being honest with the, with each other. Black people don't really have a lot of superheroes. I mean, not, yeah. not ones that are not ones that are have that kind of respect. So, like, I'm a nerd out real quick, but like, you look at like Luke Cage, for example. Like, yeah, that's somebody who was, you know, in the streets doing stuff the wrong ways. Like, but that's kind of how he he fought crime by being crime. You know. Right, right. And he was almost they, like a vigilante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but like, w- white people can go to movie theaters and you can see Batman and you can see Superman, you can see all these other heroes that look like you. Mm, so, yeah. to go to a movie theater and to see a superhero that looks like you that isn't like even like Hitch. Hitch was or not Hitch, but uh, Hancock. Like, like. He, you know, he he was an alcoholic, you know? right? Just to, to go in there and have like Black Panther, have this whole army around him, all the culture that was in the movie, the scenery, all this other stuff, even like Killmonger's like perspective in the movie, right? Wasn't necessarily a bad guy. He was just bringing a different perspective, but even still, like even still, he had respect at the end of the movie when he was dying, and it was like just a for two hours we can just have dignity on the silver screen and. I think that's the most that it meant to me. Is like, man, this is like I told Aileen. I said, I think this one hurts me more than Kobe, honestly. Man, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, not to <laughs> not to compare two deaths, you know, but I I understand completely what you're saying, man. I, it is tough, and like I think it's um, I think it's just one of those things that for me, just like being somebody that's always just celebrated diversity in such a way. Yeah. Like, I felt a sense of pride while I was watching Black Panther for, like, my black brothers and sisters to see a place of near utopia, in a yeah. way. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. a place where they they were not only, they not only mattered, they were they were treated equally amongst each other. 
And it was almost just like, man, okay, like, I'm not going <laughs> to hear me out, like, not saying this in a sacrilegious way, but, like, I could see how people see that as almost like a heaven-esque type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when you think about heaven from the Bible, you think of these, these streets of gold and the, and the way that, like, like, everything will be provided for you. You know, all these things that, like, we've grown up in church thinking about in heaven. Like, I can imagine that for people that have lived on this earth and felt the weight and uh, oppressive nature of society to see a movie like that and see like, Oh my gosh, like this is an actual, like, this is a picture of what I could see heaven being like, if that makes, you know what I'm saying? Like it is a very, you know, again, a separate thought from that, but I'm just stating that like, I think that he, he was a part of a world that was created that you just, like you're like, man, this is this is crazy cool, and yeah, um, I mean, it, the big thing is that it was just to me, it was just the whole like black people look good in this movie, like, like, and they, they it, it doesn't happen very often, you know. And they weren't, and they weren't like you look at like the uh, females; they were the warriors, right? And it wasn't because they were angry or sassy or you know what I'm saying, like when you typically see these strong black female roles that they're they feel very stereotypical right yeah i know you just saw these super dope like females that were like like we're gonna chop your head off like you know what i'm saying it was like we don't play no games like i just love that about the movie like i just i I have mad respect for that movie i'm with you i I watched it several times um and it it was it was impactful to me and uh you know i remember afterward just like leaving that movie like, man, I, I, I love this, this feeling and this scenery so much. I was just like, yeah. like a long for a day where like, like we all can have a place that like everybody feels treated like they're, you know. Yeah. And I mean, royalty. not even like that, just that movie alone, like this movie, like that he played Thurgood Marshall. Oh yeah. Played, I forgot about that. Yeah. He played James Brown. Like you say, he played Jackie Robinson. He played movies where like we like, Black people were respected. I mean, like, yeah, I love I love Denzel Washington as an actor too. But Denzel Washington also had training day. You know, you can't really look at like there's Chadwick Boseman and, and see a movie like that where he's playing a role like that. You know, and and I think that's that's kind of the cool thing about just like him as a person that he only took those roles where black people were gonna look good. He didn't For take sure. every role, so. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely agree with that. I think the the last kind of point I would like to make about, you know, um, about his, you know, the last few years is I think specific, specifically in the last little bit, I saw people saying like, man, we nobody knew he was sick. And like, there were times where people would see him and they kind of like clowned on him for a reason or another. And like, just caution everybody to realize that like, like not all celebrities are as open about their life and what's going on and not all people are so just be cautious about how you're viewing someone because you never know what somebody's going through right yeah. and i just see that and i just i saw a person that was trying to to really live for the last little bit that he was alive i mean he was at the dunk contest what back in february right he was uh, back in december of last year visiting kids in hospital like um like he's just it's just crazy to think you know that he was doing all that and um, he, a lot of people looked up to him and he was making a lot of appearances when he was probably not feeling the best. Um, and so I just, I just really think that's cool. And um, yeah, mad respect to, to Chadwick RIP for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, since the last time we talked to everyone kind of transition here, uh, kind of another, another week, another instance with, um, uh, you know, between a police officers, police officer group and, uh, a black man. So Devin, why don't you explain a little bit about what happened last week in Wisconsin? So all of this is still gray up in the air, but here's, For sure. here's, here's the facts that we know so far that Jacob Blake, uh, was was in some kind of altercation with police officers and he started he headed back towards his car when the police officers told him not to go towards his car 
and he got shot in the back seven times. Um, when it was found that Jacob Blake didn't have any weapons on him at the time. Uh, and so then he immediately went to the hospital and since found out that he's he's stable, he, but he's going to be paralyzed from, I think, the neck down, is what they said. Um, but he's, he's, some kind, he's some kind of paralyzed. But it, it just sparked outrage in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So that's that's the that's the fact that we know. Now everything else is up for investigation. For sure. But those and those are the things that I will say that I think we can all agree on that something happened between him and the officers. And he got shot in the back seven times and he's paralyzed now and here we are. Yeah, it's uh it, it's just another Another happening, right? It's just uh, super um, unfortunate. Um, you know, everyone can come out and say their piece, say their side, but uh, at the end of the day, it's you know, obviously, thank thank God, you know, Jacob Blake is is still alive, um, as any loss of life should hurt us as Christians. Um, so we're speaking from this in a little bit different light in that substance, but um, following that instance there was a uh, a young man that that came in to the protesting in Kenosha and uh okay was Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse Kyle Rittenhouse but let's just um, call him Kenosha Kyle right now because Kenosha Kyle <laughs> um so you know again not knowing all the facts uh particularly he was from what I've read and heard and um seen is that he um, he was kind of agitated, uh, although, I mean, you bring an AR-15 into a protest, um, there are people that are going to agitate you, <laughs> um, and probably try to pick a fight with you, something of that nature, uh, and, and he ended up, if I'm not mistaken, shooting two people? He shot and killed uh, two people. Shot and killed two people. Um, so yeah, I think that it's just a, a really unique, um, time right now i mean we're just in such a weird space with covid and um the police and race relations and obviously what i mean are we 70 ish days from the election uh less than 70 closer to man that's insane (laughs) um but we're, we're just in such a weird space and everything feels so uh everything feels so weighty Right now, I want to I want to say this. I am very bipartisan on this podcast for the most part. I would say there's some po- there's some podcasts where if you're on the left, you say I dig that, and if you're on the right, you say I don't. I hate that. I hate that. And there's some podcasts where if you're on the right, you say I dig that, and the left say I can't vibe with that. I understand. I don't do a podcast to make other people happy. Honestly, we do this mm. podcast is so I can just have a conversation. With just with my buddy Dave and whoever listens is just a blessing from God. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, I'm a, I'm gonna take a stance here, okay? That you shoot a person in the back seven times, like seven times, Dave. Like to me, I have an issue, right? And I get like in an investigation, some things may come out, whatnot, like. But man, his kids were in the car, man. And and the most we can say is, well, he should have just listened. He should have just listened. Well, look, man, like black people have listened in this country for so long, and we still get the same results. So in yeah. some kind of way, I, I don't I don't blame him, because this whole summer I've seen myself in so, several different situations with other black people, and I've sat and I've sat there and said to myself. Like if I was in this exact same situation, I probably probably would, would end up dead or like Jacob Blake paralyzed, right? And yeah. so seven times, like I get it. Like as a police officer, yeah, he, I mean he probably should have listened. Okay, I'll, I'll admit that he probably he probably should have listened. But do I think the the force was excessive? Absolutely. And I mean, and we can debate about that all day long. But that that's that's how I feel. Now we go in the same week. This kid comes from a different state, says he wants to help patrol, 
right? And B, he wants to be the militia. And he brings his AR-15 to a protest, and he shoots two people and gets high-fived and uh, gets offered water, and police tell him that they're, that they're thankful that he's here. In the same week that a man with three kids in the back of his car was going to his car, and they suspected that a weapon was in his car, but another, but another 17-year-old has a weapon in his hand at the same time, he gets congratulated and treated like a patriot. And our own president of the United States right now says, well, he, it was self-defense. Like, he killed two people. There's blood on the ground. And I'm so sick and tired of seeing people defend so so hard, they, so hard you can defend someone because they fit your political ideology and not just call a wrong a wrong. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, and look, I'm a grown man. We can have debates about this all day. People know my social media. You know where to find me. Slide in DMs, ask me a question. Put it on, blast me, tag me in something, all right? I don't have a problem telling my opinion. It's been a whole summer of seeing just two different Americas. And I mean, at this point, if your eyes aren't open to it, then you're just blind or you're just, you're choosing to be ignorant. For sure. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought that up before we uh, got into that. Uh, you know, I definitely want to second that, that statement. Um, you know, I, it's frustrating when you look at the way that these sorts of things are fleshed out by people. And it's even more frustrating the way that they're discussed by Christians um, in a lot of spaces, uh, just particularly in light of, oh, yeah, this guy was uh, he was coming to help patrol with with an AR-15. Right. And 17 years old, like he's not a police officer like I. I he came across state lines. He wasn't even yeah. allowed to have the rifle in the first place, but still we want to have people say justice for Kyle. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I think at last I saw his, um, he has like some sort of GoFundMe type joint that's raised like $175,000. That was like two or three days ago. So it's probably more than that now. And um, people have defended his, his, what he did. And it's just like, yo, black people can't even just like they, they can't even make the a slightly wrong move without knowing whether or not if they're around police they're gonna make it home or not and homeboy just walks by police officers with an ar-15 into a protest like oh i don't understand like and it's like it, it i just don't get it man it, it, it's it blows my mind like i've i've heard and seen so many videos in the last two to three days of white people like being I'm not talking about like resisting arrest as like oh like don't take me like you ain't gonna take me like I saw several fights that went down where a police officer never one time even reached for their gun never one time even reached for their taser while like partaking in combat against a white male like, I don't understand how. So, we, we you got situations where you know, um, is it Tamir Rice was the one that got shot for having the toy gun, right? Yeah, twelve years old in Cleveland. Twelve years old. So, so twelve years old with a toy gun, right? I, now, mean, I mean, and it's like you know, Dave. I, at this point, I I know the rules are different. Yeah, like. I know the rules are different. Yeah. You know the rules are different. Yeah. Now it's just people who just deny that the rules are different. Like there you have to you have to get to a point where you understand like the rules the rules are different for some people. And I mean it we I mean I'm going to get on a tangent if I keep going down this this hole but like this is this is in the same city a couple days apart. And and the police chief from Kenosha says afterwards, well, the people who got shot by Kenosha Kyle wouldn't have got shot if they would have just obeyed the curfew orders. <laughs> like, are you are you kidding me? It it just it makes no sense. They also wouldn't have gotten shot 
if a 17-year-old wouldn't have his mom driving across state lines to just murder people. To go and be a, a vigilante, basically. To yes, go I mean, and play Batman. Like, you see that stuff in movies. Like, oh, we yeah. need more help. Come on, man. We Come on and help us out. Like, bro, you, you got help. You got a police. Like, you're trained for this. Yeah, I uh, I agree, man. I, it's 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 one of those things that it's just I don't understand why we're continuously having these conversations. We're continuously having this conversation because people are being ignorant to the to the situation. Yeah, they're being and they and it's, it's just willfully ignorant. At this point, I mean that's that's got to be the the case, and I, I just. It's it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. I mean, and like I said, you, listen. If if people disagree with me, that's fine. Come find me on social media. I'd love to have a talk with you, and I'd love to engage you in the way that I made this social media resource guy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice little segue. That's a great segue. Uh, but you know, again, I, I appreciate that 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 thought process, man. And you know, I think it's just this year has been a lot of grief over. Um, just everything going on. And so I think it's really important that we as Christians on any side of any fence, right? Anywhere that you sit on the political spectrum. Um, and yes, it's okay, Devon, if somebody sits on another side of the political spectrum from you. Yeah. I and is still a Christian, right? Like we yeah. can acknowledge that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to lay that out there. No, and uh, I mean and that was the whole purpose a little bit about this social media resource guide that we that we made. For uh, sure. So lay it out there for us, man. I got it I got it pulled up here. It's such good stuff, man. I, I, I wanna hear your I I wanna hear your first the why behind it. So the why is that I think Ever since I started getting more interested in politics around, I really haven't been, like, I've, I've been pretty interested since the first time I voted in, in 08. Um, you start to see people, like, get a little bit more nastier to their neighbors around this time of year, closer and closer to election. And it's, it, it only gets worse. So then as I became a Christian, I realized that, I start seeing my Christian uh, brothers and sisters start getting nasty and nastier on social media. And I started seeing people actually question if these people actually saved their salvation. Mm. And that raised a lot of red flags for me. Um, and so it's been on my heart for a while to really create something that was beneficial for Christians to use while engaging others in social media. And I think I wrote on social media, I think it was on Facebook or Instagram, that um, the purpose is not to try to pull you to one political side or not. And again, I think I made it pretty nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it just means that whatever side you're doing, just to think through some things before you post. And that's, that's kind of, that was kind of just my main point of it. Yeah, I um it's funny because it's like I feel like we've gone through if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I think we're what this is like our fifty fourth, fifty fifth episode, something like that. Um, maybe a little more. Gosh, it's like now the last couple of months have just flown by. Um, but <clears throat> we've probably said this on like twenty percent of the episodes, something to the effect of a lot of these statements that you that you created and 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 worked through and processed through. Yeah. So there, there's kind of five principles, I guess you could say, right? Yeah. Um, love, truth, grace, uh, humbleness, or humility, and peace. Yeah. Um. So. You know, I know you kind of you, you stated the the initial purpose and thought process behind it. Uh, what led you to these kind of core points? Yeah, so you know, praying through these issues and thinking like, if I was, I thought through, I thought through two things. So, as a Christian, how would I want to engage with another Christian that we that we don't sit on the same side of the political spectrum? Like, how would I? How would that conversation be 
Like, how would I feel good after that conversation? And then I also thought about if I was a, a non-Christian, or if I are like, how would I be able to share a different viewpoint, but still maintain a faithful witness? And, and um and from there that kind of came about like like the first one love if I feel if a person feels love or you feel love like I'm not trying to just attack you and kill you in this conversation then you're more you're gonna be more receptive right yeah and truth if if I'm not just spewing out lies then you're probably gonna listen to what I have to say for sure and that's when grace and humility and, and peace, like the grace and humility is like understanding that, Hey, I, I may, I may be wrong. Um, and that I'm not trying to, I'm not just trying to win an argument. Like ultimately mm-hmm. as a Christian, I'm trying to win people over to Christ. Yeah. Um, and so in our, and so that which led me to that last point is peace. And so that's, we shouldn't be getting into into little quarrels that don't mean anything. Yeah, I, uh, man, I think that you could not have ended it in a better way. The last line that you wrote is um, something that you and I have been talking about for uh, several weeks now. Um, but our Christian witness is not worth losing over worldly quarrels that hold no eternal weight. And I I think it's so important. And this is something that um, I'll share with you that I I think I may have said to you in kind of passing, not necessarily on the podcast, but something that's been just so encouraging to me over the course of the last week. That's brought me a lot of peace. Um, Before I say this, let me first say that last week on social media, um, on, on our Facebook group, I kind of got into a little bit of a heated discussion with someone and uh, I, I apologized and um, I, I, you know, I repented of um, the way I spoke against this person, um, which I'll be honest with you. I, my viewpoint, my disagreement has not changed. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it, it, that like that didn't come up, but you know, I, I did apologize for the way I went about it. Um, but I, I was sitting there thinking about it and I was just like, man, like this moment that I just got so upset and so frustrated about, it was over an argument with, with somebody who I, I think is a, another Christian. Um, and like there were probably non-Christians that agreed or disagreed with my viewpoint and saw the way in which I interacted with this person and potentially could have lost faith in the in the way in which I present anything to them, right? Like if I were to have a conversation with them separate from this, they may think one type of way about me because of the way I bared witness over this really kind of peripheral thing, right? Which is a it was an important topic, so don't hear it out as like a petty thing. I don't mean that. Yeah. Um, right. Like I don't want to. I don't want to um, make the topic appear small. However, in the scope of eternity, it's it's a it's a mere pit stop. Right. It's yeah. a it's a it's a street. It's a um it's a city in the scope of of a you know the world. Right. Um, and so it's just so important to understand and to realize that the ending point. The, the uh, final, the, the finale is eternity with Christ for us as Christians, right? And all those discussions, arguments, viewpoints, uh, events, um, name anything, right? That's outside of, of Christ and the cross and then the final eternity with, with him forever. It's, it's, it is just that, right? They are... They are outside of that, right? And so the importance is, is that we go in and we, hey, these these topics, these things, these events, they're important to engage in, right, Devin? Yeah. But, but they're not final. They're not yeah. final. They are not people's souls. 
and again, I, I want to I want to make sure people understand that it's it's so vital to to love our neighbor and love people and and to fight for justice and to fight to love people. But at the end of the day, like we should be pursuing their hearts, not pursuing a win in this argument. Right. And that's yeah. where I think that we can mess up and how a guide like this can really help you process and think through the way in which you civilly, peacefully, lovingly, gracefully, truthfully, humbly discuss matters with other people, whether you agree or disagree. And, you know, as not only your co-host, that's that's what I am lastly, right, as your uh, friend and brother in Christ, like, I love this guide and this resource, and I'm very appreciative for it um, as somebody that that needs this daily, right? We, we are passionate about things, and that's okay, right? It's okay, but it's important to understand that, like, yes, ha- let's have these conversations, but let's do it in a manner that glorifies Christ, and with the with the end goal of, like, I love you no matter what Christ loves you. And like, there's a place for you to come and to know him. And if you already know him, there's a place for you to come and know him deeper and to have a deeper understanding of these issues. And I am willing to be wrong about a million things, but I'm, I won't be wrong about where my eternity is. Right. Um, So that's just kind of the way I process through that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're, you're spot on, Dave. I think that's, and thanks for the compliment. Um, I just, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that was kind of it is, uh, I mean, I hope that Christians when can utilize this resource. Cause we talk about it. Like you said, we talk about this a ton. Like I see these Christians talking about this and you know, on social media and you're on social media. I mean, social media is just like an everyday part of our lives at least. And so, I mean, the hope is that, we could have a discussion and we could disagree with it, but you could still like, we could disagree and be on two different points and still be mature enough, like on social media to say, all right, I'm going to drop it. Or, all right, I still love you as a brother. Or, you know, it'd be even better for me while maintaining this Christian witness is seeing if, if someone can come to Christ from, from using this resource right um that that would be even that would be even the biggest blessing is that because we were seasoned with salt in our speech online is that someone decided that hey um i want to know more about this christ you serve because i've never i've never been treated like this on this platform mm-hmm. and so i mean that, that was kind of the things i was thinking about in I mean, trust me, listen, I get passionate about politics and sports and current events and whatnot. I mean, that's pretty much the reason why we do this podcast. Yeah. Um, but we, there has to be, uh, we have to maintain a level of control and remember who we serve ultimately. Sure. While we're, while we're engaging on social media. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think, um, we have such an opportunity for faithful witness in every conversation that we have, even the staunchest disagreements, right? Even the most vile, you know, horrific disagreements that we can say, like, I totally could not disagree more. I love you. And I would love to continue having this conversation and making you aware from a a scriptural from perspective, from what, I've learned what I've experienced. If you'd be willing to hear, willing to hear yours. Yeah. And those conversations go over a lot better than the ones that are like, uh, you know, like just super, like coming super heavy with all these facts, da, 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 uh, you're an idiot. And like, I'm done. Right. Like, it's just, it's just not a way that we can ever, um, win people for Christ. And even though it may, um, feel like a nice little W in the wind column for uh, <laughs> for that conversation. It's it doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't ever want to win the argument but lose the person. Exactly, exactly. So, 
Man, I, I'm super grateful for this resource. If you have not seen it yet, um, it is up on our Facebook page. It's on yeah. our Instagram. If you would like a copy of the actual uh, resource itself, please reach out to us, Dave and Dev Podcast at gmail.com, Dave and Dev Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. We would be so glad to share that with you, to talk through that with you. Like, we want to help, man. Like, that's our goal. Like, we just want to provide a resource for people to um, be able to have a more faithful witness, especially in a day and age where right now a lot of our conversations are unfortunately happening on social media because of different state restrictions, different, um, you know, uh, just location right like um whatever it might be like so a lot of these conversations are easy to misconstrue right so so important to understand that um our we must approach things in a way that uh, would glorify and honor christ yeah so please reach out to us we would love to share that with you have a conversation with you uh i think i can speak uh for, for deborah in this that if you ever wanted to set up a, you know, a Zoom or FaceTime call with us, uh, we would be happy to further any discussion uh, regarding any matters from the podcast. And, you know, to, to don't hesitate to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or our Gmail to, to do so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're open books pretty much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, um, we try not to hold back and... Um, you know, try to just be honest. And again, we're works in progress as well. We're imperfect, but you know, we, we strive to, to find balance and to find um, ways to continue doing the best we can. Right. Just like everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Devon, I greatly appreciate you, man. I appreciate this resource. I appreciate our discussion. Thank you for your honesty always um thank you for the way in which you um you know articulate yourself and um yeah man i'm grateful to be be your friend and brother in christ and to do this you know podcast and have this platform together hey man it is an honor i love doing this every single week uh likewise and all that what you just said ditto to that i retweet that (laughs) Um, yeah, that it's, it's, it's been great. And especially going into this last, I just looked it up 63 days, three days before the election. Okay. So going into the last 63 days, my goal on Dave and Dave is not to tell you what to think, but kind of tell you how to think about different issues, to think deeper about these different issues. And so in that, if that, if, if I, I hope our podcast becomes light in that arena. Yeah, I 100% agree. And be, don't be afraid to gain other resources, right? If you need other resources, let us know. We got tons of them. Facts, facts, facts. These protests in the, in the NBA. Okay. Okay. So real quick, what was your thoughts about that? I thought it was a absolute power move. Um, I I find it unique that um, the NBA did it and everyone followed suit. Uh, so I think it kind of speaks to some of the the leadership that NBA players have in the sports world. Yeah, uh, I, it was it was so unique to me to see um, baseball and hockey. Dude, I, listen, baseball surprised me. I, listen, that, I, that, <laughs> I that, agree. That one took me for for a loop. I'm, I was surprised that, that baseball did something. So, on that same thought, okay, do you think that these protests are working, or do yes, you think do. like it's like that it's efficient? Do I? I mean, I, I think it is working, especially when you, you know, like the NBA, they their players demanded that the NBA 
take action, right? As a, as a, a giant league um, that makes a lot of money, you know, I, I know the NBA has done stuff in the past, obviously, um, for, like philanthropically, but I think it's really important to have uh, designations, right, that, I, that players, their employees are passionate about, right? And I think that if you look at the consensus of the league, this is a passion for the league and for, the, for them to have a platform to say, hey, we, we will play if we can come up with some baseline for how we operate, spend money, um, and, and really, you know, stand in the gaps that say like, you know, this isn't just coming from this player here, this player there, right? Like these things kind of happen, but it's like, Hey, as a league, we're committed to, to making and, and helping drive change. Yeah. And so, so, okay. So, the NBA probably one of the more progressive popular leagues in the, the mm-hmm. professional leagues in the in the United States. All right, so let's, let's look at this. You got the commercials, you got the slogan on the court, you got the the statements on the back of the jerseys. All right, you got the kneeling. All right, and so many other things that are going on with the NBA. And now the like the walkout. So I say all this to say like. A lot of times I've been hearing people say, well, just vote, just vote. And, yeah, I think that's going to make a big difference. Like, these statements, I think they, to some effect, they, they do. But I I go back and forth with this. I, I don't know if, like, it, like the big fear is that there's going to be radical change in this country. But, like, my big fear is that there's going to be radical sameness in this country right and and so like the, my fear is that like we see issues and we do nothing about them mm-hmm. and so like are we just do performative things like kneeling and wearing a t-shirt and all these different things just to make people feel better about whatever issue yeah and so I, man I, I go back and forth. The, the protests were powerful. It was, it was unprecedented in the NBA. Like, you know, yeah. people just – and, they I mean, they risked a lot. They could lose a lot of money by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, they felt it right. The NBA responded. Um, I'm glad the Milwaukee Bucks were the ones that started it, being as it happened. It started in the in their state in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, so, but – I go back and forth. I, I will say that I, I I do. I think that when you when so we talked about we talked about this with a couple of different people on the podcast. When you vote, like some people will say, like, well, it it doesn't really matter. My hope is still in Christ. And then you have other people say, well, you should vote because it's the responsible thing to do as a Christian. And so I take a little bit of both of that, like. My hope is in Christ, but I'm still voting now. And the phrase like vote like your life depended on it. Like it, if your life doesn't depend on it, um, I would urge people to vote for someone whose life does depend on it. Mm. Yeah. Because voting like if you if you want to see a difference, then you need to vote for a difference. If you want to see more of this of the same, then you should probably vote for more of the same. This is a conscious issue. Like right. but if, if you see an issue and you say, well there needs to be something done and I need to hold people locally accountable, well you need to vote people locally who will respond to the to your accountability. Mm-hmm. So there's my there's my spiel for the day. For sure. And I think that in our lifetime, there has—I mean, I would venture to say that there has never been a more, um, more effective protest than than what we've seen in the last week uh, from from the NBA of of how in all the leagues of getting the attention that like, hey, like there are people that that they think that this issue is worth losing 
money and fans and following and um, probably friends and family, right? I mean, gosh, this stuff, these conversations have made holidays nearly intolerable for people, right? Um, I've seen it in my own world, right? But, I mean, sort of the same, like, I'll push back to that. Like, it was significant because of how much attention they garnered, but the people who weren't watching it are the people who need to watch this. Who need to watch, yeah. No, no, you're right. They weren't and, watching it And it's the it same people that are just like, yeah, now I'm definitely not watching it, right? Yeah. Like, I, I get that, but it's just like, I think that it's continued to um, press the envelope um, and invade the spaces and have the conversations that need to be had. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a unique time, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, yeah, thanks for taking my little detour real quick. No, no, I love the detour. I appreciate all the detours that we uh, that we so often find ourselves on <laughs> on the podcast, and I'm, I'm grateful and appreciative of them. And uh, looking forward to a continual conversation, uh, you know, from next, what, next Monday, next Tuesday is almost two months till election time. So, um these these conversations are going to only ramp up and things are going to get more dicey and more divisive. Uh, so I would just urge you as a Christian, please, like, for the love of all things good and holy, do not put your faith in this election or in any election or in any person other than Christ on the throne. Like, I, I can't urge you enough. You will always be let down. Yeah. And it will never suffice for what is the goodness of the Lord and knowing that you are secure and he is sovereign. And no matter who is in the Oval Office, know who sits on the throne. That's a tweet right there. That's a, that's a tweet right there. But <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I, I'm looking forward to our continued uh, conversations as we head into the election season in, in high gear. Um, and that we would, you know, be able to have conversations with uh, people on the podcast and in the groups that would just be fruitful and, and be a faithful witness. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, I appreciate appreciate you, man. For everybody who listens, we appreciate you as well. If you could do us a favor, please like the podcast. Please share and review the podcast. All right. Share this to your friends. It would help us out of time. Absolutely. We, we put a lot of work into it. We, uh, we are grateful for the people that, that do listen and, and give us feedback and um, our, our folks that we just care and love for, you know, deeply. So we appreciate you until next time. Peace. Peace.